Good evening. Our top story tonight, Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco has re-injured that shoulder that gave him problems all throughout the offseason. He had surgery on it right after the Super Bowl. And now Isaiah Pacheco very well could be headed towards injured reserve. Now it's not official. It's not confirmed. They're calling it a bruise for now, but we will see. It's the same shoulder that he just had labrum surgery on. So does that mean Jarek McKinnon is about to be a league winner once again? Well, we've got that. We've got injury updates around the NFL. We've got conversation on the Patriots failing to tank and more on player profiling today. Happy to have so many friends on the show. What is up, Ruckus? Who scooped up McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon very well could be a league winner. Is Sons, if is Queen Sansa devastated by the Pacheco news? And does she know, by the way, CEH over McKinnon hype? CEH over McKinnon hype. I have heard it. Not true. Not happening. Don't believe it. Also, happy to have Anthony on the show here. But let's talk about the whole story. So Isaiah Pacheco. Suffered a shoulder bruise, a shoulder contusion is what the Chiefs are calling it. Missed practice all week, and then he's out. Now, earlier today, we find out it is the shoulder that he had surgery on in the offseason, a torn labrum. And this is something that we have seen throughout careers, especially at the running back position. These shoulder injuries continue to flare up. And so what will likely happen is Isaiah Pacheco misses this game. Maybe he misses next week. And maybe he returns to a limited workload, but it's still going to be bothering him. Or maybe it causes him to miss a significant amount of time. Maybe the Chiefs rest up Isaiah Pacheco for the playoffs, thinking, hey, we want to be at full strength. If we rush Isaiah Pacheco out there right now, then are we doing a disservice to our Super Bowl hopes and dreams? So that's the thought process behind potentially placing Isaiah Pacheco on injured reserve. And he very well could end up needing shoulder surgery once again this offseason. That is all to be determined. But for now, we know that Andy Reid is calling Clyde Edwards-Elaire the number one guy. CEH, former first-round pick, 32nd overall to the Kansas City Chiefs after they win the Super Bowl. What a mistake. And CEH going to get another track to be the number one guy. But what is the number one guy? Is that the guy that's running between the tackles? Is that the guy that plays the first snap? Well, that's fine. That makes sense for CEH to have that role because he is not as good of a pass catcher as Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon called it load management when asked about what's been going on with Jarek McKinnon, why he hasn't played a whole lot. He's had the groin injury as well. So, Chiefs coaches say, yeah, it's load management. We've been saving him for a moment like this. And that's what they did last year, too. After week 14, in week 14, starting then, Jarek McKinnon was the RB1 in fantasy football. Literally, this time, last year, the RB1 on the week. And then he followed it up again and was the RB1 again. In week 15, first round of the playoffs. Now, he wasn't great in the second round, only RB19, but then 
finishes fantasy football championship, the RB seven, Jarek McKinnon went on a run where he scored nine touchdowns in just six games. Jarek McKinnon still has the juice. The Kansas city chiefs have been saving him for this moment. They rode Isaiah Pacheco early in the season because they could knowing that when things got difficult, they'd be able to count on Jarek McKinnon to bail them out as a receiver and as his electric playmaking ability. And we're going to be looking at that once again. So my answer, Senor Football, is absolutely Jarek McKinnon over Clyde edwards Elaire, 99th percentile athlete. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Lit up the J. Finally got some new batteries for this beautiful sign. Hopefully be lit up in the future. Once again, it looks so much better. But Jarek McKinnon, the J for Jarek McKinnon, J for Jack Cavanaugh. Love to see it. Jarek McKinnon is going to be the guy. And now I hope I'm wrong. I hope Isaiah Pacheco isn't out for an extended period of time. I hope Isaiah Pacheco just misses this week. But just prepare for the worst. Prepare to be without Isaiah Pacheco. Prepare for Jarek McKinnon to have league-winning upside. Now, rounding things out with the Kansas City Chiefs, a couple other updates. Left tackle Donovan Smith is going to be out this week. He suffered an injury during the game and was replaced by rookie left tackle Wanye Morris, a mountain of a man filled in all right for a rookie, and we will see how he performs this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs will also be without Justin Ross for another six games. He was on the commissioner's exempt list. The charges were dropped, but he was at one point facing felony criminal damage and misdemeanor domestic battery. NFL has suspended him for six games, so the Chiefs will get him back after that suspension has been served. Anyways, we've got more updates, more news across the NFL, talking about the Patriots, the Steelers, how electric that game is. It was a surprisingly, surprisingly good game yesterday. I could not believe it, but we'll get to that after a word from the pod following. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing, and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year, not not a week, a, a year, a year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper, because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. 
It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. We are back, and the New England Patriots are out of the race for Caleb Williams. Now, they still very well could end up with Drake May, but Bill Belichick will not be allowing the Patriots to take Caleb Williams. And how ironic that Mitchell Trubisky ends up securing the future for the Chicago Bears Panthers. One win. Wouldn't be surprised if they lost the rest of the season. And even if they do win, they still have another buffer game. Panthers need two wins to tie anyone else. Everyone else has three wins, including the Patriots. So no Caleb Williams for the New England Patriots. And part of it is just classic Bill Belichick. I know everyone freaked out about the offsides call, and it was a bad call. I disagree with it, but the reason that offsides, or sorry, it was a false start call on the punt. The reason that call happens, if you listen to the Pat McAfee show, if you listen to Chuck Pagano, is because Bill Belichick told the refs before the game, hey, this snapper, this long snapper, he will look back, He'll put his head down and he'll snap. So if he looks up after doing that, watch. He's trying to draw us off sides. And it happened. He drew them off sides. It was a successful play by the punt team. Except Bill Belichick warned the refs ahead of time that was going to happen. And even though I don't think that's enough, it is technically a breaking of the rules. Bill Belichick up to his old tricks. And up to his old tricks with another Nothing quarterback, Bailey Zappi, fourth round quarterback, which is earlier than Tom Brady fourth in the sixth round. But Bailey Zappi, 68% completion rate, 240 yards, three touchdowns. The Patriots were looking better than they have in a long time. Now, I don't expect this to continue. I have said for weeks and weeks that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been overrated. It is not as good as it once was just because it has TJ Watt. Minka Fitzpatrick is also very good, but he was injured for a large portion of the season. But even having him back, overrated defense by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Bailey Zappi proves it. And so does Ezekiel Elliott. We see Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, going for 140 yards. Turns back the clock completely. 29 touches, 7 receptions, 22 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown. Zeke, eaten like he was back with the Dallas Cowboys, back with Ohio State, and then Juju Smith-Schuster pops up as well and has a revenge game of his own four receptions, 90 yards for Juju Smith-Schuster. And in fact, Zeke and Juju combined for a 54% target share. I don't know what year this is. I thought it was 2023. Apparently, it is not. We're turning back the clock. Apparently, we're turning back the clock to at least 2021. That was the last time Hunter Henry had two touchdowns in a game, catches two touchdowns from Bailey Zappi. The other one is a pass to Zeke on the touchdown. So what a game for the New England Patriots. What a surprisingly fun game of Thursday night football. But Patriots out of the Caleb Williams stakes. Anyways, back to some questions for you. Need some help with a non-PPR flex. Jameer Gibbs versus the Bears. Devontae Smith versus the Cowboys. McKinnon versus the Bills. Rice versus the Bills. Or Zay Flowers with the Rams. Devontae Smith is the answer for me. This is going to be a shootout with the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense is good. Eagles offense, also very good. Eagles defense, 
very bad. Cowboys offense, very good. So Cowboys are going to move the ball with ease. Eagles will have to work for their yards, but they're going to earn those yards. They're going to get it. Devontae Smith is my guy. Then after that, I probably go with Rashi Rice over Jarrett. Uh, Rashi Rice over Zay Flowers over Jarek McKinnon over Jameer Gibbs. I think it's going to be another Dave Montgomery for the Detroit Lions. Hey, should I drop Ramondre for McKinnon? Any news about Ramondre may be droppable. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain, so he's going to be not himself for four weeks. He probably should be out for four games. He probably should be on injured reserve. That is how it should work. And really, you can't trust him during those four weeks. So it's already week 14 and he didn't play. You can't trust him for week 15 round one of the playoffs. Can't trust him for week 16, the semifinals. And you can't trust him for the fantasy football championship. So yeah, you can drop Ramondre Stevenson for Jarek McKinnon. It feels gross, but the nature of the high ankle sprain and the fact that the Patriots aren't going to be competing there's no sense in Ramondre coming back. And even if they do get him on the field early, even if he doesn't admit, doesn't sit out the four games, you can't play Ramondre Stevenson. You just can't do it. So sorry you benched Ezekiel Elliott. I understand why you did. It was the obvious decision, but it still sucks. Stroud or Minshew this week? Oh, it's got to be CJ Stroud. Every week. Every week. You are never, ever sitting C.J. Stroud for Gardner Minshew. Just can't do it, won't do it. Random, but I know there's some DGens out here. Bookie on Max is a phenomenal show, must watch. PPR Puka versus Ravens, Rice versus Bills, Ridley versus Browns, Puka, right? Yep, Puka versus the Ravens, then Rice versus the Bills, and Ridley versus the Browns is my number three option, especially because Trevor Lawrence not healthy either. Rounding things out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, what a terrible game plan. Deontay Johnson, 57 yards and a TD. Pat Fryermuth, seven targets, catches three for 18 yards, 19 yards for George Pickens. He is furious. Jalen Warren goes for 40 yards. Najee Harris goes for 48. Just an ugly, ugly game. At least Deontay Johnson gets a touchdown, even though I did not play him. McKinnon versus Keaton Mitchell. Ooh, give me Keaton Mitchell because I want to see the week from Jarek McKinnon. No, give me McKinnon against the Buffalo Bills. Give me McKinnon against the Buffalo Bills while Isaiah Pacheco was out. As soon as Pacheco comes back, back to Keaton Mitchell. But, ooh, I really like Jarek McKinnon now that Isaiah Pacheco is out. Anyways, back to the injury report. Miami Dolphins have some good news. Tyree Kill returns to practice Friday. He doesn't practice Thursday. Regularly, we see Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert, miss a day or two of practice. They're both fine. And Tyreek Hill has said that even though he is on pace for 2,000 yards, even though he is expecting 2,000 yards, even though he wants it, even though he's already planned that he's going to buy an Aston Martin V12 if he does break the record, hit 2,000 yards, doesn't expect to be the MVP. In fact, would be happier if Tua Tugavaloa was the MVP. Tyreek Hill, great teammate to Tua Tugavaloa, gassing him up once again. Raheem Mostert also returns to practice on Friday. He's good to go. Devon Achan returns to practice on Friday. Or sorry, he practiced in full all week, but dealing with a rib injury, he is good to go. And the right tackle for the Miami Dolphins, Austin Jackson, signs a three-year, $36 million contract extension. Completely turns his career around. It looked like he was going to be one of those guys that was not signed to an extension, might have bounced around the league, really did not have a good start to his career, battling injuries, 
some rough play as well under former regimes. But Tua Tagovailoa comes out and says he's proud of his right tackle. Says that former coaching staffs didn't believe in the guy that they drafted and got in his head. So it's nice to see him figure it out after the fifth year option is declined. Sign a $36 million contract over three years. Vikings will have Justin Jefferson back this weekend. He is off injured reserve. He is off the injury report. He is full in practice all week, but you know that Justin Jefferson is so back. And Puka Nakua is still here. Shoulder injury off the injury report. Puka Nakua is a warrior. He is good to go. Unlike Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby is doubtful with the neck injury, which just raises the ceiling, the touchdown upside of Puka Nakua of Cooper Cup. Speaking of tight ends, the Philadelphia Eagles will have Dallas Goddard back. He is in full. He's off the injury report. He is good to go, as is Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy had an appendectomy earlier this week, acute appendicitis. Surgery gets that appendix taken out, and he's going to be coaching for the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. What a game that is going to be. What a recovery that was for Mike McCarthy. And speaking of recoveries, Lamar Jackson is recovered from his illness. He missed practice on Thursday. Lamar Jackson, every November, December, starts battling illness all of a sudden. I don't know if it's the uh, IBS that plagued him in the game where he had to leave for a couple quarters and come back. I don't know what it is, but Lamar Jackson recovered from that illness, whatever bug he had, and is now full of life, according to John Harbaugh. So no worries about Lamar Jackson. As for the division rival Cleveland Browns, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. We did see Dorian Thompson-Robinson clear concussion protocol, but the Browns will not announce a starter. It looks like they're leaning towards Joe Flacco. The Cleveland Browns on their playoff run, looking to be led there by Joe Flacco in 2023. Wow. Crazy. But stranger things have happened. Joe Flacco still elite May or may not have his wide receiver one. Amari Cooper suffers a concussion last week. He doesn't practice Wednesday, doesn't practice Thursday. Limited session on Friday, so he is unlikely to play. But there is a chance that Amari Cooper gets a full session in tomorrow, even though they don't practice, and he's cleared. So there's a chance, just unlikely for Amari Cooper. Back to some questions here. Smash that like button for the J. Thank you very much, uh, Anthony. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to Player Profiler, Roto Underworld. Make sure you hit that like button. Appreciate having all of you on the show. Sit one in PPR, Javante, James Cook, or McKinnon. Ooh! Sit James Cook. Kansas City Chiefs defense is really, really good. Sit James Cook. I, I can't believe how I'm in I am on Jarek McKinnon. Once you start hitting me with these questions, I am all in on Jarek McKinnon. After play one, PPR, McKinnon, Keaton Mitchell, or Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is against the 49ers, so definitely not him. Already answered this earlier. It's McKinnon for me over Keaton Mitchell because Isaiah Pacheco is out, though I do love Keaton Mitchell as well. How about Taysom Hill? Is he going to play Taysom Hill? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what's going on with the New Orleans Saints in general. The fact that Derek Carr is expected to play after his second concussion of the season while also battling a rib injury and a right shoulder injury, but he got a full practice in today, so Derek Carr is now expected to play. Chris Olave doesn't practice Thursday or Friday. He clears concussion protocol very, very quickly last week, and then 
practices Wednesday, gets sick on Thursday and Friday, but now he's expected to play. Taysom Hill doesn't practice all week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no practice from Taysom Hill. But he's questionable. He's not doubtful. He is questionable. So I don't think Taysom Hill plays, but he's questionable. Rashid Shahid also questionable, but don't expect him to play. We expected him to miss a couple weeks with that thigh injury. Expect him to miss another. Jawan Johnson also questionable. The Saints are injured as hell. Saints very, very banged up at this point. Laporta or Kincaid. PPR, Laporta or Kincaid. It's Laporta for me. If Dawson Knox wasn't returning, and Dawson Knox does look like he is going to play, then I would have said Kincaid against the Kansas City Chiefs. But now that Dawson Knox is back, I cannot go with Kincaid. Anthony seems to be on my side as well with that. It's unfortunate. Would have been such a smash spot for Dalton Kincaid against the Kansas City Chiefs. But now, or Dalton, yeah, Dalton Kincaid would be a smash spot for Dalton Kincaid. Now Dawson Knox comes and muddies that up. Sit one in PPR, Pollard, White, Gibbs, or Swift. Ooh. Ooh. Sit Gibbs against the Bears. It's going to be the David Montgomery game. Can't sit Pollard against the Eagles. You can't sit Swift against the Cowboys. And you can't sit Rashad White, period. So, fortunately, it's got to be Jameer Gibbs this week. Sad. Sad, but true. Anyways, back to the injury report. The Jacksonville Jaguars are officially questionable for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and if you ask the beat report for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 80-20 that he plays. Trevor Lawrence, just miraculous healing ability. He's got that high ankle sprain. He's not wearing a boot. He's practicing this week in a limited capacity towards the end of the game week. Can't believe it, but looks like Trevor Lawrence is a truly game-time decision and is trending towards playing. Unlike Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk going to miss at least four games on the injured reserve, suffers a core muscle injury, is expected to undergo surgery, and hopefully he's back soon. Hopefully he's back for this playoff run for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And hopefully the Jaguars' offensive line can protect Trevor Lawrence or whoever is out there, whether it's Lawrence, whether it's C.J. Beathard, because left tackle Walker Little is now expected to be out. He suffered a hamstring injury. They were already without their left tackle, Cam Robinson. So Cam Robinson suspended for the start of the year. Walker Little plays well at left tackle, but then Cam Robinson comes back. Their left guard gets injured. So Walker Little kicks inside the left guard. Cam Robinson at left tackle. Then Robinson goes down, gets hurt. Walker Little kicks out to left tackle. They insert Ezra Cleveland, former left guard from Minnesota Vikings, who they traded for at the deadline. He becomes a starting left guard. Now Walker Little, the starter, who turned back up, who turned starter again at left tackle. He's injured. Blake Hans filled in for them last game. We'll see whether Cleveland kicks out to left tackle and Hans is left guard or vice versa. But either way, the Jaguars not healthy. Travis Etienne also battling that rib injury as well. And the Seahawks, not fully healthy, but being a little bit coy as always. Pete Carroll says that Geno Smith is questionable. He was limited on Thursday and Friday with a groin injury. It does seem like Geno Smith is going to play. They did sign Sean Mannion to the practice squad just in case, but it looks like Geno Smith is going to be active, even if Pete Carroll won't won't stop being Pete Carroll. And same with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. They are both questionable. They both are. They were both said to have practiced on Wednesday. Pete Carroll says they both participated in the walkthrough. And then when practice report comes out, they were listed as did not practice. So. 
What does Pete Carroll know? But then they're limited on Thursday, full on Friday. Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker, looks like they're both going to be good to go. Let me know how you think this backfield is going to shake out. I think it's going to be a 50-50 split while they're both rehabbing. Actually, probably a 40-40-20 split or a 45-45-10 split with DJ Dallas mixing in there as well just to keep those two healthy. Speaking of keeping running backs healthy, Brees Hall dealing with an ankle injury. He is questionable. Robert Sala feels good about him playing. Kind of wish they'd shut Brees Hall down, though. I think giving Brees Hall some time to get healthy from what we've seen over the past couple of weeks has just not been pretty. Oh, McKinnon or Brees Hall? Ooh. I don't know. I might have to go Jarek McKinnon over Brees Hall based on what we've seen and Dalvin Cook starting to phase him out. Might have to do that in one of my leagues, honestly. Sheesh, I can't believe it. Truly can't believe it. Maybe the Saints are tricking the info or keeping it a little bit confusing because they have the divisional matchup. Thank you for streaming. And hello from Mexico. Hello from Canada, my friend. Happy to have you tuning in live to the show. Appreciate you tuning in. Start Baker Mayfield or Joe Flacco. Give me Baker Mayfield over Joe Flacco. I know Joe Flacco was slinging it. I know he was surprisingly effective, but yeah, just give me Baker Mayfield. I don't want to put my faith making the fantasy football playoffs in Joe Flacco. I don't want to put my faith in either of them, but especially not Joe Flacco. Back to the injury report. Packers, Aaron Jones, limited practice on Thursday and Friday. They play Monday night football. So we'll find out tomorrow whether A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, who are both limited to start the week, are active. A.J. Dillon, of course, has been limited for a long time now with a groin injury. Pretty much every practice for the past couple of weeks. So he's going to play. Just going to be a split between him and either Patrick Taylor or Aaron Jones. Christian Watson doesn't practice today, doesn't practice yesterday. Looks like Christian Watson's going to be out with a hamstring injury. Jaden Reed is still limited with a chest injury, but Jaden Reed is the wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. Especially now that Christian Watson once again battling a Hamstring injury expected to be out. Bengals, Tyler Boyd picks up an ankle injury on Thursday. He is expected to play, but he is listed as questionable. Hopefully, Boyd does play, and T. Higgins is allowed to get a little bit more up to speed, and hopefully the Bengals are able to give us some fantasy points. Chase Brown also practicing in full with the hamstring injury. Not all good news for NFL injuries. Texans are going to be without Dalton Schultz. He has a hamstring injury. Chargers will not see Josh Palmer return this week. He was activated from injured reserve. 21-day window has been opened, but not going to make his return this week. Jonathan Taylor not going to play this week either. So no Jonathan Taylor, no Josh Palmer, no Dalton Schultz for the Texans. Noah Brown doesn't practice today, but last week we saw that he practiced in full on Thursday, didn't practice Friday, active on Sunday. So it seems that's just the path that the Texans are choosing ahead of game day. So. Expect to see Noah Brown. Expect for him to compete with John Mechie, Robert Woods, Nico Collins is obviously the clear-cut alpha now that Tank Dell is done for the season. But could be some productive weeks from one of those guys, especially with C.J. Stroud looking as good as he has. Last question, Roshan Johnson or Jalen Hyatt? Give me Jalen Hyatt, Roshan Johnson against the Detroit Lions. Lions, I know the Lions' defense is not good but they're actually pretty good in fantasy football against running backs. Running backs don't have a lot of big weeks. Running quarterbacks have very good weeks against the Detroit Lions. So if you're just looking at raw rushing stats, it's skewed because the Lions are awful at allowing yards to quarterbacks. But when it comes to running backs, they are actually pretty good 
at stopping the run, not allowing fantasy football points to be scored by the running back position. Alan Kamara did have a good week, but that is just Alan Kamara. 2023 is crazy with the McKinnon decisions as of today, huh? Well, 2023 has been crazy for a while, but even crazier today with Tarek McKinnon. DeAndre Hopkins or Rashi Rice? Give me Hopkins over Rice slightly. Give me Hopkins over Rice over slightly. I know he's boom bust, but those booms are really special. I think this is the week where Will Levis has a big game. Uh, Rashi Rice, Keaton Mitchell, or Calvin Ridley as a flex. Rashi Rice, number one. Keaton Mitchell, number two. And Calvin Ridley, number three. Final news and notes across the NFL. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. They are so moving on from Sean McDermott. A story came out flaming Sean McDermott. 25 current and former players and coaches Guys who worked with Sean McDermott talking about how he's just not the answer for the Buffalo Bills, that he gets all tense on sidelines, which makes everyone else get stressed out. And that's why they struggle so much in those high-pressure moments. You can't have that as a head coach. You need you need to relax a little bit. And that wasn't the worst thing that came out in this story. Some stories, some analogies that Sean McDermott made. Oh, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills. And... This might not end things for Sean McDermott. If the Buffalo Bills are able to rally and make a run, this might not be what gets them fired. But if the Buffalo Bills miss the playoffs, or if the Buffalo Bills have a first-round exit in the playoffs, well, then they're going to be starting fresh. They're going to be looking for a new coach. Ben Johnson from the Detroit Lions would be the favorite for that job. I'm starting to think the Bills are going to be starting fresh in 2024. And whoever is the head coach, the offensive guru, to get to work with Josh Allen, whew, you better not screw it up. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.